0: can score with the Jim Allen group at the jagadvantage.com equal housing opportunity and here comes Carolina the other way it's Lorenz tenacious It's score a quick play Vincent Trochek jumps up
1: Is the Keynes Corner podcast with host Adam Gold, part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. Now, here's the host of the Keynes Corner podcast, Adam
2: Gold. Welcome to the Morning After podcast. I am Adam Gold. We are sponsored by our friends at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. If it's for the exterior of your home, you can find it at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. They're on Hamlin Road in Durham. You can find them online at AluminumCompany.com, whether it's roofing or siding or windows, entry doors, storm doors, they've got it all. Sammy Hanna and uh, company do a great job at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. I joked with Rod Brindamore before the game in uh, the interview in Stormwatch, maybe you should take 10 days off all the time. Well, they didn't have 10 days off between the game against Tampa and the game against Dallas, and it got better. Remarkably got better. Carolina was dynamite on Thursday night against Tampa. Tampa was also very good. Man, this was a one-sided hockey game, folks. Uh, the Stars had come in here 4-0, and all four games on home ice, but uh, 19 goals in four games, and they were absolutely choked to death by Carolina. Uh, The uh, Hurricanes got off to a fast start. Uh, First period was actually more even than not. I think Carolina was the better team, but it wasn't by a lot. After that, it was just an absolutely dominant performance. Uh, And think about this. Process this as we talk about a whole bunch of things, and we'll be joined by Alec Campbell from uh, Stormwatch, Aftermath, Intermissions, Hurricanes Radio Network, and, of course, uh, my partner, uh, noon to 3, Monday through Friday. The Stars did not register a shot on goal at 5-on-5 five five in the second or third period. No even strength shots on goal for two periods for Dallas. That's how good Carolina was in this game. They were spectacular they did to Dallas what Dallas does to a lot of other teams. And again, something else that Rod Brindamore and I talked about uh, in the Stormwatch was that we want to play the game that Dallas plays. I asked him, what, why is it, why is Dallas so hard to play against? And he said, that's the game we want to play too. Uh, and they did it better than Dallas did tonight. Again, Tampa game was even. Shots were even. Chances were even. Carol, both goaltenders were tremendous. Uh, we're going to talk about goaltenders tonight. Uh, but tonight, nope, not even. Carolina, way better than Dallas. Vincent Trocek scored twice. You heard both of those. Uh, Sebastian Ajo and Martin Natchez each had uh, two assists. Matter of fact, uh, Aho was my first star of the game. I think Sebastian Aho was the best player on the ice tonight. He registered two assists. Great plays. Well, one of them was just an assist. The other was a great pass to Svechnikov. Martin Natchez, had, I, he was also great tonight. He's one of my stars as well. Uh, Trochek got two goals. He also had uh, an assist on the Svechnikov goal. And uh, Ryan DeZingle scored tonight. Second goal f- of the season for DeZingle. And Carolina is now 4 1 and 0 on the season. Dallas now has the same record as well. Uh, Carolina outshoots Dallas 26 to 11. Uh, How about this, though? 60-37 to shot attempts. Almost twice as many shot attempts as Dallas. Sometimes shots on goal can be misleading. In this case, it wasn't. It just wasn't. Carolina did block a lot of shots. Dallas missed the net some, no question about that, Uh, and had some good opportunities to score. They had probably eight or nine really good scoring chances. Uh, but Carolina's goaltending, Carolina's defense, Carolina's attention to detail, really, really good tonight. So uh, we'll, we'll let's go through the scoring first, and again, we're going to be joined by Alec Campbell in just a couple of minutes. Uh, it all started at 4.05 in the first, and it was a first, and you'll hear it. And here comes
0: Carolina the other way. It's Lorenz, tenacious, it's good! And Trocek jumps up, and the Canes take it early one nothing lead. Somebody
2: go grab that puck, Steven Lorenz, yeah, Trocek grabs it. His first point in the National Hockey League. It was a great play by Lorenz. Lorenz had the puck at the blue line. He skated in, uh, and he made a play. Man, he got the puck behind Anton Hudobin. And Martin Natchez had a, had a bit of a step, and Natchez is fast anyway. Natchez collected the puck uh, and made a brilliant pass to Trochek, who was just kind of streaming through the slot right down in front of Hudobin, and Trochek banged it home. It was an easy one nothing lead at 4.05 for Carolina, but the first NHL assist, first NHL point for Stephen Lorenz. And Stephen was very good again tonight, had a chance shorthanded to score, missed the net. Uh, but he's, he, you notice him on the ice and he doesn't make a lot of mistakes. And that is really, Carolina's young depth is really starting to show. And we'll talk about it. We have some concerns as well, uh, but the young depth really starting to show. Uh, then about uh, two minutes and 50 seconds later, Vincent Trocheck tried it again. Svechnikov across the stall, tip right in front. They score on oh, the power play. Vincent
0: Trocheck might have number two tonight to start this game for the Carolina Hurricanes.
2: It was a Svechnikov pass across to Jordan Stahl who passed it into the high slot to Trocheck. Uh, I don't forget who it was for Dallas. Looked like they might have gotten a stick on it anyway. Uh, Aho poked it back to, uh, Trocek and Vinny just, uh, backhanded it home, uh, slid it past, uh, and it was two nothing. That was a power play goal. The first of three power play goals for Carolina. The period ended, uh, with a two nothing hurricanes lead again, it was kind of an even first period. Carolina was better, uh, but I don't think it was dramatically. So, uh, really the period ended with uh, really a horrendous cross-checking penalty on Andrei Svechnikov. I'm not even sure that Svechnikov uh, did anything. Not like he didn't have a cross-check that shouldn't have been called. Like, I don't think he did anything. And the worst part was that the official who was right there made the call. I mean, on the play, made the call. Uh, So Carolina, excuse me, with Dallas coming in having a 52% power play. That's right. They were 10 of 19 in uh, the first four games on the power play. Um, You know, you just don't want to give them too many chances. That was the second power play opportunity of the game. It was only 15 seconds left in the first period when the penalty was taken, so Carolina had to kill off uh, about a minute 45. Might have been officially a minute 44 uh, of a power play to start the second. But they did it. And then after they killed the power play, they killed the stars. That the Hurricanes were ridiculously good in the second period, and for the most part, the second periods have been a little bit uh, problematic for Carolina this year. Uh, Eight forty-two of the second, also on the power play, uh, and this one was a thing of beauty in many ways. A slap pass, trying to create some offense. Instead, it's a turnover and back the
0: other way. It's the Ajo, Aho, Disvesticco, he's gone. Andre Sveshnikov. Oh, what a beauty! Wait, wait, backhand in a three-nothing lead for the Carolina Hurricanes.
2: It was a special finish by Sveshnikov, but uh, that play could have gone the other way too. <laughs> could have gone the other way too. Andre kind of fell down in center ice, and it almost looked like it was going to be a chance for Dallas. But uh, Sebastian Aho, he played a 200-foot game tonight. Uh, and Ajo circled back where he's supposed to be, right? You, you, you hesitate to praise somebody for being where they're supposed to be, but it isn't always the case, especially on a power play. You are trying to score a goal, but uh, Ajo uh, was a responsible player tonight, and he came back, and he collected the puck, and then he brought it across the blue line, and then he hesitated just enough to give Svechnikov an angle, uh, and then he saucered a pass forward, and Svetch handled it, uh, ended up uh, with a backhand put away past Kudobin. Uh, 842, second power play goal. It's 3 nothing Carolina. Uh, and then Martin Natchez, who he just was, uh, like he scored the game winner against Tampa on Thursday. He played well in that game, I thought. Now he's killing penalties, and he had almost three minutes of PK time tonight. Uh, and then Natchez really with the play, but Ryan Dezingle with the finish.
0: Carolina still controlling the puck. 25 seconds left now on the power play chance. Across the DeSingle scores. Ryan DeSingle pulls the trigger. And it's 4-0, Carolina.
2: I mentioned this, um, it might have been on Twitter. By the way, feel free to tweet, uh, to follow me on Twitter at AGoldFam. Um that the goal scoring tonight was essentially made easier by the assists that set up the goals. And Nates pass across to Dezingle, below the face-off circle, or right at the the not this, the dot, basically right at the dot from, uh, from the left board. The pass was so great and had so much pace on it that Dezingle didn't even have to one-time it. He was able to gather it and then roof it, basically, uh, to, uh, to score the goal, the fourth goal of the game, the third power play goal, the Zingles' second goal of the season. But the passing tonight was spectacular. Ajo's pass to Svechnikov for the third goal. The Nature's assist to Trochek that got the scoring going. Uh, the, uh, the stall pass really to, uh, to Trocek, which created the opportunity. Tremendous passing tonight. And that's one of the reasons why Carolina was so much better than Dallas tonight. Carolina was also more active. Uh, Alec, who we're going to talk to in a little bit, asked me uh, during one of the intermissions, "What do you what do you make of the Hurricanes' uh, power play?" Uh, and I said, "It really was indicative of what what they were all night long, and that is quicker, more determined. Uh, they outworked Dallas, and when you." It, The best power plays aren't necessarily the most skilled. Everybody's got skill in this league. The best power plays work the hardest. I thought Carolina's power play worked the hardest today. Uh, And therein lies the uh, 4-1 score. Because you just outworked Dallas. And again, maybe it could have been more. I don't know. Uh, But uh, Hurricanes come away with a 4-1 win. All right, my three stars of the game. Uh, my third star was Martin Natchez. Played seventeen thirty-eight, about three minutes of shorthanded time, um, and now has, <coughs> excuse me, now has three points in his last two games. Again, the game winner in overtime against Tampa. Two tremendous assists tonight. Vincent Trocheck, two goals and an assist. He played eighteen twenty-eight tonight. Uh, Vincent's really off to a very good start. Um, and it's not a, It's not just about the points. He's playing really well. Really well. The game against Nashville, uh, for my money, uh, Trocek outperformed his two linemates. His two linemates that game were, I uh, believe, after uh, after a time, it was Nino Niederreiter and Natchez. Um, but remember, that was the game where Tara Vinan barely played. And that's when they put Svechnikov up with uh, Ajo and McGinn. And, uh, but Trocek was just awesome. And I think he was better than his two linemates that night. Natchez didn't play all that well in that game. And Carolina picked up an important win, especially after the loss in Detroit. Uh, so I gave uh, Trocek my second start. And Sebastian Aho to me, was the best player in the game. Uh, 1959 two assists. He even had four penalty minutes. Man, if you have, if you play fantasy hockey and you had Sebastian Aho, and penalty minutes are a thing, well, uh, he was a man tonight. I thought Sebastian did it all. Did it in all three zones tonight. Hounded the puck. Uh, he I don't know how many if they even give credit for takeaways or steals. I don't know. Uh, but he was just all over the place, and he was a pleasure to watch. And uh, the more you see him, the more you recognize. That he doesn't have to score to impact the game. He didn't score a goal tonight. Uh, but And he did have to assist. But boy, did he impact the game, I thought, in all three zones. Brock McGinn, little honorable mention to Brock McGinn. He led Hurricane forwards in ice time. Yeah, I just said that out loud. Brock McGinn led Hurricanes forwards in ice time. Four hits, was a really good player if he just had... This much more skill. This much more if he had hands. I mean, because he had chances tonight. But I thought Brock McGinn was absolutely great. Uh, Special teams were dynamite for Carolina. Uh, Obviously, three out of five on the power play. Dallas was one for six. Dallas came in at 52%, 10 of 19 on the power play. One for six tonight. And let's remember, the Hurricanes missing... Jacob Slavin, Tebo Teravanin, Jordan Martinook, Warren Fogel, Jesper Fost. Five guys who all impact the penalty kill. Slavin, along with Pesci, their two best defensemen on the penalty penalty kill. Foss is a good penalty killer. Martinook, Fogel, Teravinen. I mean, it's amazing that they, they're they missed five guys and all five are penalty killers, and the penalty kill against the best best power play in the sport in the early going went one of six, and really it wasn't a lot of danger. They eventually did score the power play goal, and that came right off the face off with Joe Pavelski picking up a loose puck at the top of the crease uh, and beating a helpless James Reimer in that at uh, that particular moment. Uh, but penalty kill was absolutely dynamite tonight. All right, now a concern injuries a concern early in the uh early in the game 247 in fact this happened dallas with a chance
0: out in front and a couple of players crashing in and peter morazic is calling for a trainer right now as he was collided with
2: yeah that was max mccormick who collided with uh peter morazic mccormick would leave the game just a few minutes later, when he was checked behind uh, behind the goal, uh, really a terrible, terrible non-call, uh, but it is what it is. Uh, but Mer- uh, McCormick looked like he might have uh, suffered some sort of a broken collarbone, maybe a separated shoulder, I don't know. Uh, but Mrazek goes down, he collides with McCormick, uh, and then Mrazek immediately, with his glove hand, is calling for the trainer. Uh, and then skated to the bench, and ran back to the locker room. It, that was a little bit of a bizarre set of circumstances, I thought. Led me to believe that it might have been a cut, but there was no blood on the ice. Uh, although, I have no idea. No clue at all what happened to Mrazik. Uh It was the blocker hand. Uh, it was not the glove hand, because remember he was using the glove to, to uh, signal for the trainer. Uh, but hopefully he'll be okay. Uh, because Carolina, well, they'll go with James Reimer, I'm sure, tomorrow. He did not face a lot of shots, only faced 11 shots, made 10 saves. Alex Nadelkovic, uh got out of the taxi and got onto the bench, and I'm sure Nedeljkovic will watch tomorrow. Hopefully, Morazic won't be uh, gone that long. Don't have Still have no idea what the actual problem was, but... Um, you know, gets her 247 in. Reimer comes in, immediately has to make a big save, and does, because James has played really, really well uh, in his one start. That was the game, the 4-2 win in Nashville. Um, so uh, Reimer comes in and is just, he's J- very typical James Reimer. Uh, 10 saves, second win of the year. Uh, and again, I mentioned this before. Dallas did not have a shot on goal at 5-on-5 five five after the first period. That was the difference in this game. Carolina controlled the neutral zone. Carolina uh, was harder on pucks. They outworked Dallas, and that's how you get the three power play goals. That's how your penalty kill looks great, uh, and that's how you dominate a good team. You dominate a good team by outworking them. Uh, And Dallas, for the most part, is, other than the loss of Jamie Benn and Tyler Sagan, Dallas is a, a whole team. Now, those are two major pieces. I'm not arguing. Uh, but they haven't. They had Ben in the opener, haven't had Ben since. Uh, Sagan hasn't played at all this year. They got Rope Hints back, and Rope Hintz is a tremendous player, uh, and I still think Dallas has one of the best, if not the best, uh, defensive uh, core, especially with Jacob Slavin out. Uh, Dallas' defense is just special. Uh, but uh, Carolina looked pretty good tonight. Jake Gardner looked good tonight. Uh, Brady Shea looked very good tonight. Uh, but I thought, unlike uh, the game against Tampa where Brett Pesci was by far their best player, uh, to me, this was a Sebastian Ajo, Vincent Trocheck, Martin Natchez kind of performance. It was really fun uh, to watch. We're going to take a quick break. We will come back on the other side. We'll get the thoughts of Alec Campbell. A reminder, the Morning After podcast brought to us by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. Then we'll uh we'll talk to Alec Campbell and we'll let you get out of here because it was a fun night and the hurricanes are now four, one and oh. We'll be right back. My man Alec Campbell, Stormwatch Aftermath, Intermissions, Canes Radio Network, my friend, noon to three every stinking weekday on the fan. <laughs> All right, Alec, let's uh by the way, on Twitter at Alec Campbell Five. Um that was a pretty dominant performance by the Carolina Hurricanes. First period, maybe, uh, you know, relatively even. I think Carolina had the better of the play, but it was kind of close. Wasn't close after the first.
1: No, and I, I mean, in the first period, the Hurricanes had to overcome a ton of stuff. I actually thought the first three minutes of the game were a little loose. I mean, they Brady Shea had a turnover along the right away. wall down yeah. there. Right away, that turned into a chance. And I kind of was, you know, like, oh, is this going to be what this night is? where we just had these types of things happen all night. And then there was the two-on-one that ended up in Peter Morazic getting injured based on, I think, a bad pinch probably is what happened. And, um, you know, so it kind of started off on a little bit of a sour note. Morazic goes out, and then Bean gets hit, and he goes out. And then McCormick gets hurt, and he goes out. You know, so it was just this, like, cavalcade of things that happened. Meanwhile, the Hurricanes just score a couple of goals. In the midst of it all, <laughs> and they're they're kind of off and running, but you know they were stifling. I thought I thought essentially what they did was they did to Dallas what Dallas likes to do to other people, which yep. is play that real grindy defensive style game, push you all the way to the outskirts of the ice, not let you you know get a lot of great scoring chances. I mean, they limit opportunities. Their goaltending's usually pretty good. Anton Hudobin came in with the highest save percentage and the best goals against average in the league, and they ran his ass out of the game. <laughs> so it was – I mean, and they didn't allow any sh- – I mean, the, the, the shots on goal, just the shots on goal total, they only allowed like 11 shots on goal. Yeah, the entire I mean, it was just, I mean, that's – to me, that's the first star of the game. Like, I did my first, you know, three stars or whatever, but first star of the game for me is just team defense, man. Yeah, they're know, getting it done.
2: They really were like- and- well, we'll, yeah, I mean, we'll and that's what that's what Roddy says. We'll compare stars again like we like we did on Thursday night after the stars again, Mars. <laughs> after the win against Tampa. Um yeah, you know, uh, Dallas came in the uh, cuz you and I talked about it in the second intermission. Dallas came in 52% success rate on the power play. They were 10 of 19. Hurricanes 3 of 16. They weren't bad, but it, the power play looked good. Against Tampa, just didn't score. And mm-hmm. tonight, the power play was great, but it was really indicative of the entire game. Uh, in that, when you outwork the other team, you're going to be well. You're going to do well on special teams. They outworked Dallas. They were their penalty kill was great. Yeah, Dallas did get the one in the third period, but they were one of six. Uh, and the Hurricanes yeah. went three of five in the power play again, just outworking them, getting to the pucks. Uh, and then being smart, not trying to do too much. Uh, the passing was also fantastic tonight.
1: Yeah, I mean all of that. I, I would echo all of those things. And I mean, the, the goal they scored, I mean, was a was a hockey goal. You know, I mean, throw one on net, did a rebound, and someone's there to to clean it up. I mean, there, there's just not much you can complain about from tonight's game. Um, just the, considering everything that's happened with the team, the COVID nineteen, the replacements being in the game. And then to compete with last year's Stanley Cup champions on Thursday night turn right around and dominate the Stanley Cup runners up on Saturday night. I mean, it's just a just a completely dominant performance at all phases of the game. Hell, they almost got a they almost got a shorthanded goal. Steven Lorenz almost scored on a shorthanded. Uh so I, I, I like everything I see. I, I, You know, it's not just the stars getting it done either. Svech and Aho look like they're on another level. Yeah. But they're getting it from Dezingo. They're getting it from Natchez. They're getting it from Trocek, who was the first star of the game for me. Um, he was great tonight. So, so you know, but that's what they need. That's what they need. They got to get gotta – get, can't just be the Aho, Taravine, and Svechnikov show all the time. Um, and those guys have been – those guys have been impact players – Every night yeah.
2: so far. Uh, you know, y- you you and I watch Dallas and we admire the way Dallas just chokes the life out of you. Like, it's uh-huh. no fun to play the Dallas Stars ever because you just, yeah. it just never seems like you get anything. It's uh, not a fun watch. It, well, it, I, I don't disagree with that. Um, and you're—it's the Virginia of hockey. <laughs> uh, but but Carolina, you said it, and, and it's funny because I said the exact same thing in the first half of the podcast, uh, in that Carolina did to Dallas what Dallas does to everybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's you know Rod said before the game that's the way Carolina wants to play. Uh, they don't do it as well as Dallas, I don't believe, uh, but they no. did tonight, and in in many ways. Tonight was more impressive to me. Obviously, they beat them 4-1 and they were dominant. Um, But in many ways, what I saw tonight was even more encouraging than the way they competed against a ridiculously loaded Tampa squad uh, that is essentially the exact same team that dominated and won the Stanley Cup.
1: Oh, yeah, I don't disagree with that. Tonight was a better performance, (laughs) definitely. There was no real drop off in their game. I mean, there was, there was a there was a lull in the second period against Tampa, where they didn't play all that well. But also, I think we were we were sort of judging the performance on Tuesday night, or I'm sorry, on Thursday night, a little bit on a curve, just because they had ten days. Like, had Carolina come out and lost that game, I wouldn't have been surprised, right? You know, Um, and I'm not sure they played their best game. In fact, I, I probably, I, I think I could make the argument that, you know, the game in Nashville was probably a better game than the one they played against Tampa. You know, more, more than anything, I think on Thursday night, they hung around and hung around and hung around. Right. And I mean, they had their moments, but you know, getting that game to overtime was huge for them. Cause I mean, I think had we all asked ourselves at the beginning of that, would we be cool with one overtime point after 10 days off and, five new guys in the lineup, (laughs) we probably would have said, yes, you know, get out of there and get, get you a point and keep moving. Um, So that game was a little different tonight. Tonight was just, I mean, it was just complete and total domination. I mean, Carolina carried the play. They, they hemmed Dallas in their own zone a bunch of times. Um, They didn't give up anything. I mean, you sent me a ridiculous stat (laughs) about the five on five shot numbers, which I'll let you, unless you've already mentioned it at some point. I
2: have mentioned it, but yeah, it is no, I mean, that's remarkable, no five on five shots on goal in the second or third period. That is ridiculous. How's that even happen?
1: (laughs) Ridiculous. There was a time, Adam, I may have told you this before. I, I was in Atlanta. I was covering the Atlanta Hawks and they were in a playoff series with the Indiana Pacers. Turned out to be a really good series. Won seven games. Okay. But there was a game when Roy Hibbert then with the Pacers. Right. Had zero points and zero rebounds in a game. And I was like, how does that happen? Dude is seven feet tall. Yeah. He couldn't grab one rebound.
2: <laughs>
1: and that's kind of how I feel about this. like, dude, it's hockey. Like, even if you just throw pucks at nets, you get shots on goal.
2: Yeah. They didn't have the puck a lot. That, that's no. the other, that's the other thing. Dallas only attempted 37 shots for the entire game. Uh, that isn't. That's is also a insanely low total. 37 shots attempted for the mm-hmm. entire game. All right, Alec Campbell. What were you? Who are your three stars tonight?
1: Um, I had. Now I'm trying now I'm kind of blanking on my third star.
2: All right, I'll give you my three stars and then you can uh maybe, maybe it'll jog your memory. My third star was Natchez. Uh uh-huh. the, the the two passes were just brilliant, uh, but it's only part of the equation for me. I thought he was really responsible defensively. What do you have, three minutes of shorthanded time? He was he was all over the penalty kill tonight. Um the kid is growing into a legitimately good NHL player. Not just a talented goal scorer, but growing into a good NHL player. My sense yep. is next year you'll see him move to the middle. I really think you'll see him move to the middle next year. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that'll that open up tons of possibilities for them. Uh, if he doesn't do it like on a, on a full-time basis, you'll see moments with Natchez playing uh, playing center. He was my third star. My second star was Vincent Trochek. Uh, two yeah. goals, and they added an assist on the uh, on the Svechnikov yeah. goal uh, to Trochek, but it wouldn't have changed my mind. I love Trochek's game tonight. Uh, he was right. The two goals, uh, he was in the right place. Uh, it yeah. was the, the, the passes that created them, one by Natchez, one by Stahl. Really?
1: Uh,
2: and for me, the best player in the game was Sebastian Ajo, uh, he had two assists. One of them was kind of a gift because he kind of just uh, whacked at the puck and went back to, to Trocek, who scored. Uh, on the. Uh, that was the power play goal. But 20 minutes of ice time. He even took four, pedal- four penalty minutes. Two penalties tonight for Ajo. I didn't think he deserved either of them, but uh, that's okay. Uh, but I just thought he was the best player in all three zones, and um, that's why I gave him yeah. first start. And by the yeah, way, Brock McGinn, Brock uh, McGinn we had led to, them in ice time. He led them. He led forwards in ice time. Brock McGinn.
1: Yeah. And by the way, Brock McGinn almost was a casualty in the game as well he took a puck to the face <laughs> and then had to leave. I mean, it was, it was unreal. We had the same players, but in different order. Okay. I had I had Sebastian Aho third star, just second star, Trocheck first star.
2: Yeah, we were we're so, we're, we're right there. We yeah. we get each other. I mean, I mean. I, I
1: gave the other guys nods just for point totals. Right. That's fine. But but Sebastian was better tonight than he was on Thursday. Yep. Um he won more faceoffs. He was dangerous. I mean, I don't think Specht was as good. The play that Specht made was the play of the game. Um the goal. The goal he scored. Right. right. Yeah, absolutely. Cuz he he, he lost an he lost an edge at center ice at first. Yeah. And kind of lost the puck and got up and got back into the play, and it was a beautiful move around Hudobin. But yeah, Ajo Aho was all over the game tonight. Loved him. Yeah, he, he uh, was so
2: so noticeable every time he was on the ice. Um, so it's just it was good to see that line is actually pretty good. If if McGinn, like uh, I'm, I'm making the you know f- thumb and forefinger so close together. If McGinn yeah. had just slightly better hands. Yeah. Just slightly better hands. Yeah. <laughs> he's had a
1: couple, the last couple nights, that I'd, have just been Brock McGinn specials. <laughs> just,
2: oh, just, gosh. Dude, yeah. Rod loves him, though, right? Yeah, of course. I dude, like him, too. I've, I've always been a McGinn I'm, fan. Look, I like Brock McGinn, too, but Rod loves good Brock dude,
1: McGinn. Good dude, too. I mean... The hockeyist of hockey players. He doesn't wear a shirt under his practice jersey. It's great. I love it. Just like Dougie. Yeah, Doug- he wears. He, yeah, he just puts his. He puts his shoulder pads right on his bare man chest even- and throws a jo- jersey over. Him. <laughs>
2: uh, that is uh, that is tremendous. All right. So uh, on a somber note, uh, Mirazik gets hurt. Hopefully, it's not as bad. They kind of made it sound like it wasn't going to be like broken yeah. wrist, out for the year type of deal. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, and it, the, the reaction by Mrazek made me think that it was a skate that got him, uh, and that, uh, but as Corey Lavalette, our friend and my, uh, my pro bono editor, um, uh, point, pointed out on Twitter, uh, I had a brutal pregame. I'll explain in a second, um, uh, that there was no blood on the ice. So maybe he didn't think it was, a, uh, like a, a skate situation. Uh, yeah. But it's very possible that uh, it just hadn't started bleeding yet. Sometimes there's a delay. Uh, yeah. He got off the ice awfully quickly. so And, and the reaction that he had where he just ran, once he got off the ice, he ran back into the locker room. Uh, so it just says to me that there was something that of, of that nature, but I have no idea. Uh, I hope it's not going to be a long time. Uh, because, you know, the Hurricanes, around the league, people think the Hurricanes have goaltending problems. You would be hard-pressed to believe that this year, considering they've allowed four goals in four games. Uh, No, yeah, but... But James Reimer was really good when he had to be. Uh, You know, they didn't have to wake him up, uh, but he didn't face a lot of of shots.
1: No, I mean, they did not have a shot on goal, like, through 13 minutes in the second period. Reimer only faced eleven shots. He stopped ten of them. (laughs) Someone had tweeted to me that it looked like Mrazik's thumb was not in its correct place. Could
2: have like a dislocated thumb. Yeah, maybe.
1: Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know how valid that is. I only really got one good look at it um, because I was kind of watching, you know, what what was going on on the ice, and I didn't didn't really see the replays on the monitor, but.
2: That's still going to be um, two three weeks uh, if it's just a dislocated thumb. Because uh, if it, if that's the case, it's probably a little bit of a ligament issue there. Um, so hopefully, it, hopefully it just was a dislo- dislocated thumb, or uh, maybe it was a skate blade that got him, and he needs stitches. I don't know, but um, he was playing. He played so well against Tampa, um, and he was great in the first two forty seven. He stopped. He kept uh, McCormick. Yes. Oh him. man.
1: Yeah. Tremendous two minutes and 47 seconds of play. Which he did not
2: not face a shot. (laughs) The best 247 I've ever seen. Uh, All right. What are your your thoughts on uh, briefly two of the new guys and then we'll uh, we'll wrap it up. Steven Lorenz tonight. Yeah, I liked him. I mean, I'm
1: not I didn't see how much time he played, um, but I not the
2: same as yesterday. About 15 minutes.
1: I mean, first of all, I don't think any one of those guys has been a liability in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. Um, they, they have not. I mean, there was a time during the Tampa game when I looked out on the ice, and it was McCormick, Rimple, Flurry, Bean, and Geeky. Right. Out on the ice at one point, I think. And they didn't allow a goal. Yeah. And that was good. Um, and so far, I don't think any of them have been real liabilities. I mean, and in fact, I think that Lorenz has been sort of a play driver. I yeah. mean, he's been kind of an impactful player. Like, he had a great steal on the penalty kill. He's getting PK time. Yeah. So, like, he's not just standing around out there for me. I think he's actually, like, you know, making an impact. I'm not sure, like, Rempel is really doing that for me necessarily, but he's not screwing up. No, it was good tonight. Um, yeah. You know I I, I I like bean bean's been good to me so i'm I'm impressed I'm impressed
2: yeah I think uh, I think Lor L- Lorenz is going to make the team consider keeping him around mm-hmm. I think he's uh, you know the opportunity he's getting by playing and uh, there's really one more game for uh for Steven Lorenz although maybe he gets another one. Uh, based on, um, you know, Jesper Faust isn't going to come back as quickly as those other guys. Those other guys are probably going to be back for Tuesday. Uh, Teravon and Martin and Fogel probably, and Slavin will all be back, my guess is by Tuesday, because um, I believe they've all skated. Uh, but we did not see. Actually, I'm not sure Slavin has skated yet. Uh, but we did not see. Foss hasn't skated yet. He's not even eligible to skate yet. Um, but Lorenz might, uh, might kind of give, uh, them something to think about. I didn't think bean was as good tonight as he was against Tampa. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought there were a couple of mistakes and a little bit of a fumble, uh, fumbled puck at the blue line, which could have created a chance, but didn't. Um, I think Hayden Fleury was much better tonight than he was against Tampa. Uh, I thought Fleury was really good actually. um, and kind of covered for Jake Bean a little bit. Um and I think there was a play where or I guess Bean took a penalty where he should have just let the play go because Flurry was in position to cover. Uh but Bean followed the play and ended up taking a penalty. Uh but anyway, I thought the the I think you're right, the young guys have been good. I thought Geeky was good again tonight, but I've we've always thought that Geeky is good is a good player because he's smart as hell. And you can tell how smart he is when he plays. He just does not make mistakes. Uh, so that was pretty good. By the way, Hurricanes have played uh, – Hurricanes are very quietly 4-1-0. and mm-hmm. How do they lose to yeah, Detroit they, again?
1: I have no idea. And they've lost they, – they've won three in a row. And the last three wins are against Nashville, Tampa Bay, and Dallas. So those are three pretty good wins. Oh, so yeah. I think it's been – been a pretty impressive run for them especially you know throwing in all the all the obstacles as well I mean I don't think you can overstate you know we might look back and be like man those dudes you know stepped up and you know how many times adam do we talk about like how other teams managed to get through remember Pittsburgh last year yes you know they lost Malkin they lost crosby you know other teams were like they've got guys that come up and can perform at the NHL level and you got to have that throughout a season so we will look back and be like, "Damn, like that was uh, those were important. Those were big wins."
2: Washington won what three games without Ovechkin, Kuznetsov, Orlov, and Samsonov? Yeah, something I like so. that. Washington hasn't lost yet. Six zero and three on the season. Washington, um, mm-hmm. but nope. is that good? It's, it's it sounds good. I don't know if it is good or not. It sounds uh, it sounds good. You sound good, sir. Uh, we'll uh, I'll, I'll, I'll join you tomorrow. Uh, we have a <laughs> 5 o'clock start against Dallas trying to sweep the series uh, and then hit the road to Chicago for Tuesday.
1: Excellent. Can't wait.
2: That's Alec Campbell. Follow him on Twitter at AlecCampbell5. This has been the Morning After Podcast sponsored by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. If it's for the exterior of your home, you can see it and live it and love it. At the Aluminum Company of North Carolina gutter helmets, roofing, decking, all sorts of stuff. If it goes outside your house, they've got it at the aluminum company of North Carolina, aluminumcompany.com. Carolina 4, Dallas 1, an absolutely dominant performance by the Hurricanes. These two teams will run it back at five o'clock at PNC Arena. Uh, the uh, Canes going for a fourth straight win, uh, and it should be uh, should be a lot of fun. My guess is that we'll see Anton Kudobin play again, and we will probably also see James Reimer, who played all but the first two forty-seven of this one. Uh, thanks to Alec Campbell. Thanks to you for hanging out. Remember that if you subscribe to the Morning After Podcast, the Kane's Corner Podcast really is what it's called. If you subscribe to this, it shows up in your phone automatically, and it gives you the opportunity to give us a rating. And last I checked, I think the people who give us ratings generally like it. I hope you do. Uh, also make some suggestions. It's the Morning After Podcast. I'm Adam Gold. We'll talk to you tomorrow. You've been listening to the Canes Corner Podcast with Adam Gold. Don't forget there are many ways you can
1: listen to this podcast, including streaming at WRALsportsfan.com, the WRAL Sports Fan app. And you can also subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Casts, and TuneIn. Thanks again for listening to the Canes Corner Podcast.
2: Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer.